The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Hey, Brendel, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast. Blah, blah, blah. You know what this is. What are you doing? What are you looking for? Nothing. All right. Well, that's just, that's throwing me off now, man. Welcome back to Going In Raw. Hi, everybody. It's a pro wrestling podcast. This is, of course, Matt Chat. You're throwing me off. What are, what are you up to? What are you looking for? All I right. I forgot. Honestly, I forgot. Now I'm just right. trying to remember. You, you asked and I forgot. All right. It's old age, man. I don't it happens. Know, I don't know what story you're building to. I'm not sure I like it. Why does everything be a story? Can Everything's be, a story. Can I just be a confused old man from time to time? Honestly, that would scare the crap out of me, man. I can't have you losing it, too. Anyways, this is uh, the Matt Chat edition of Going In Correct, Rome. correct. Uh, the $20 patrons over on the patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson uh, put in their video questions. Mm-hmm. Got a bunch of good ones today. We do, we do. And, uh, and yeah, Matt Chat is alive and well. Should we do a new video, uh, a new uh, intro to this? Like, I can whip up some cool graphics. It's got to keep the music. Do like, uh, okay, but do you want to put like, make maybe, maybe like a synth version of the music? No, I like the flute. Oh yeah, okay. Like a backing, like a backbeat no, or no, something. No, no. What we gotta do now? What we gotta do now is get graphics that match the feel. Something like some something out of like the seventies. Yeah, seventies. <laughs> okay, all right. Some lava lamps. Okay, okay. Something like that. Very right. Dick Cavett show type stuff. Okay, cool. Right on. Can we get a new set? Can we do a new set for Match Chat? Like, I don't know where we do it. Like a like just like okay. So right, there, two chairs. Put the camera up, and then like a little old school TV between us with like the Match Chat graphic on it. That'd be kind of cool. That'd be kind of neat. Look into that. You want to look into it? Look into that. Put on some like old 70s suits, outfits. Put some pictures of Bruno San Martino behind us. That'd be kind of cool. Be kind of neat. Anyways, uh, we got a bunch of good questions today. So why don't we get right into it, Larson? What were you doing over there? I don't remember. Well, maybe during the Cult of False Realities question, you'll be able to figure All that right, out. Maybe this theory of the Cult of False Realities have be to kinda say. be kind of cool to like sit down on those, like a chair chair, you know, like a lounge chair. That'd be nice. All right. What, what does he have to say? What's going on, Steven Larson? Call to False Realities back here with another Matt Chat question, and I'm keep this one short, guys. So we've been talking about how Bray, well, the Fiend, has been having these weird powers to where it turns people from heel to face or face to heel when they when they face them. So my question is, since it's been rumors saying that it's going to be Roman Reigns versus Bray at WrestleMania, would it be better for Roman to lose to the Fiend? To get that hit, to get that heel turn, would that actually help creative and show a new direction? Too sweet, hearty handshake. Thanks, guys. Thank you, cult to false realities. We can sit there, and I'll wear like some weird glasses. Those are my glasses. Well, can I wear those, them for match chat? Those are Burl Bruce's glasses. Mm. You you answer first question. All right, uh, Roman. If he faces Fiend at Mania, should he take the L? And suffer the same fate as everybody else who's taken the loss to Bray, who was a face, and that's turn heel. So, uh, 
We both agree that the answer is yes, but I'm going to let you I'm going to let you roll with that one. I'll give I'll give the no answer. All right. Um just No, he shouldn't lose or no he should turn heel if he loses. Uh okay, so no he shouldn't lose. I think what the answer you're going to give is the one that I agree with, so I'll let you go with that oh, in a right. second. Cool. But I'll make the argument that no, he should win. But I like this idea that what if things get even worse for you? If you beat the fiend, things get bad for you. They go south for you. If you lose to the fiend, we don't know what it's like. If you beat the fiend, I like this idea that in order to beat the fiend, maybe Roman has to do something that betrays his own uh, personal morals or whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He has to sell his soul in order to beat the fiend. Mm -hmm. And he has to find out. He has to ask himself. Well, I mean, the one thing that he seems to have learned since coming back from a, an actual scare, the, can, the cancer thing, is you know he came back and said titles aren't my thing anymore. Or he didn't really say that, but he did say I'm here. To, I've got my priorities straight now. I'm going to use my platform for the good for you know the, this life changing experience I went through. Well, what if him going after that title is in itself some sort of you know uh, 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 he's basically betraying that idea. Now he's going after the glory. Now he's going after the physical manifestation of success, which is a title, which in the end is just empty because it's just a title. Um, and what if over the year that he has that title, what if then we see him either start to turn heel or things start to fall apart for him in some other way? His relationship with the Usos, which is his family, gets damaged irreparably. Um, I don't know how far they can go with it, but this idea that, he wins the title, and then at next year's Mania, the Fiend reclaims it because Roman might be champion, but he's hanging on mentally by and emotionally by a thread. The Fiend easily dispatches of him at WrestleMania. Then Roman has to figure out, how can I dispatch of the Fiend uh, and not sell my soul to do it? It's like a two-year story. Yeah, that could be fun. Uh, I've been saying for a while that uh, you have Roman face the Fiend at Mania because the expectations are, well, it's Roman. He's going to win. Right, yeah. Um, but he doesn't. And uh, Daniel Bryan's been the most uh, vocal. Sorry, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry. Let me back up real quick. What if he beats the Fiend at Mania? And then you know how they used to pipe, they used to lower the booze? What if they pipe in booze That'd be great. after the fact? Anyways, go ahead. Anyways, uh, Daniel Bryan's been the most vocal about this, that the Fiend has a weakness. And you have to exploit this weakness to beat him. Um, so Roman uh, doesn't know what this weakness is the first time in, but he's Roman Reigns. You know, it's all good. He's confident. It's his yard. He thinks he'll win, and he doesn't, and it's a pretty crushing defeat. Um, and so, uh, but in the course of that defeat, uh, he gets a glimpse of maybe what it might take to defeat the Fiend, what this weakness is. And so he takes the next year uh, 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 putting on his detective's cap uh, through various feuds with other people. He learns more about himself, and also he learns more about the Fiend. So we come back around next year's Mania. Uh, he thinks he has it. Uh, he's the one to defeat Fiend. Um, I, I, I think he, we said in the past that Roman, in his storylines on Raw, very rarely has to fight from underneath. Mm -hmm. He's very rarely the underdog. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's probably one reason why some people have a hard time, or did have a hard time cheering for him, because they feel like, well, it doesn't matter what happens, he's going to win. Mm -hmm. You know, never really feel like in any of his matches he's in danger of losing. 
Um, so put him in a situation where everybody expects him. Oh, okay, another Roman win, and then he gets he gets beat decisively. You know, no doubt about it. Um, then people are like, "Whoa, I didn't expect that to happen." All right, now Roman has to kind of uh, find the key to, to to rediscover his winning ways, but also beat the feet. And those things could run in parallel over the course of the next year. I think that'd be an interesting way to go. Either yeah. either either option, I think, would be a really interesting way to go. As far as him turning heel, should he lose the feet? Honestly, I think. He has to turn heel. I think he does have to be kind of cast adrift a little bit. I think, yeah, I think it requires he has some to, soul searching on his part. I think he's got to go. I mean, the bottom line is, we haven't really ever seen Roman go through the ringer before. Like he always comes out the next week, totally fine. Exactly. I think he needs some strife, man. Yeah, totally. He needs to fight from underneath for a, a while. Uh, next, got a question from B Man Patrick. No, that wasn't it. Patrick Sparks, uh, take it away, B Man. Hey, friendos, Pat here. All right, Drew one. I'm very happy. But what happens between now and Mania? We have two more pay-per-views, one being Crown Royal and the Elimination Chamber. So who's he going to face at Crown Royal, if anybody? Um, do you think it will be a number one contenders match with Drew's spot up on the line in a chamber? Does he have a singles match there? Who does he wrestle? How's Brock involved in all of this? Where does Drew go till Mania? And hopefully he wins at Mania. Thanks, Renos. Bye. Thank you, B-Man. Thank you, B-Man. Are you okay over there? What's going Fine. on? Fine. You know, sometimes when you forget something and it's on the tip of your tongue and you can't, it just Why doesn't come into you. Why did you just look over there? Like know. something's stalking you. No, there's no supernatural things going on here, I don't think. You know, man, if you're going to run a program, I, I, I would like to know in advance, please. You know, there's a couple times I felt the same way. Uh, well, okay. Fair enough. Anyways, Anyways uh, B-Man, uh, ask about the build. To Mania for Drew McIntyre. Now, when they started getting Drew involved with this Orton AJ business leading up to the Rumble, obviously now Orton's on to other things with uh, Edge. Um, so, I guess the thinking could have been, well, and we saw a little bit of this last night on Raw, that uh, Drew would feud with the OC, kind of short term to give him something to do to help him look good leading into Mania. And then in a, a, a macro sense, he and Brock can, you know, like take turns, you know, various weeks destroying each other and various other things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if you get a, a story, this is all assuming AJ is healthy enough, which uh, I haven't heard either way, whether he's going to be back in time and separate his shoulder, he could be out for a protracted period of time. So they're going to need another option probably. Um, that being said, let's assume for the sake of this answer, AJ is coming back in a couple weeks. So uh, he can come back. He can get in, in in Drew's face. You got involved in my you got involved in my business, Randy Orton. In my business. So uh, Drew has to fend off all three members of the OC over the next month or so. <laughs> they can have a match at either Crown Royal or uh, uh, Elimination Chamber. Um, you know, help build some momentum for Drew. But you can't do that at the expense of building heat between Brock and Drew. That has to be a regular thing, not necessarily weekly, but a regular thing. Sneak attacks, destroying stuff. Tossing over cars, throwing people into things, off things, uh, tearing stuff down uh, onto people. This kind of thing has to happen. It's got to be Braun Roman-esque if you really want to build this up. Yeah, for this to happen, Brock needs to be around. It ha- it, he has to be there. Um, I still think, I mentioned this, I think, on Overrun the other day on Friendo Club TV, available to patrons $5 and up five times a week. Um, I mentioned this the other day because we sort of booked out our own WrestleManias. And I think I think it'd be rad if, because the Saudi shows the upcoming Crown Royal is going to, uh, you know, they typically 
feature uh, big attractions like The Undertaker, for example. I think it'd be kind of cool if Drew uh, took on The Undertaker in advance of taking on Brock because The Undertaker and Brock were so inextricably linked together uh, that that would be a good, you know, he's got to get through the dead man first in order to, to really prepare himself for Brock Lesnar. And then he can be like, hey, Brock, anything you can do, I can do better. Um, and so I don't know, but you definitely need you need Drew to go through because I don't know. Look, I think you could do the stuff where there's a lot of destruction, but that would require Brock to be there. Yeah, he needs to be around. And that's the bottom line on that one. Um, but yeah, there can be some detours. I mean, maybe Seth can be a detour, although I kind of feel like Seth needs to be kept higher, like away from that stuff. Yeah. It's not just somebody drew runs through. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, whatever. I, I kind of feel like whatever uh, showdown that uh, Seth and drew may have is post mania. Mm-hmm. I mean, wouldn't it be cool if like, I agree. Uh, if you know, drew comes out and he's like, Oh, I'm going to take on Brooke and you know, Brooke just F five me. And then the Undertaker says, you think you can take on Brock? I've been there. He's like the Shawn Michaels to Triple H. He's the gatekeeper. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's the well, I don't know. That he's, could be he's cool. He's the Brock gatekeeper. That could be cool. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie. And we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Uh, Neff got a question from Christopher Rampersaw. Hello, Steve Larson. So my question is, where does Shayna Baszler go from there? I was very surprised that she lost her run with Charlotte. Um, where does Shayna Baszler go? And I hope she's not in NXT or staying in NXT for a while. Where does Shayna Baszler go from here? Thank you, Christopher. Thank you, Christopher. Uh, so according to rumor, and the correct answer is something we both agree on. And they totally set it up on Raw. They totally did. This I was I was cracking up when Becky was acting like cock of the walk, saying, oh, I can beat anybody, all these dopes out here, I'll slap them all on their head, et cetera, et cetera. And I thought of one movie, Rocky Three, when Rocky's up there saying, yeah, I'm going to retire because I beat everybody and there's nobody left for me, even though he knows deep down that his trainer had been feeding him a bunch of dopes. It's not the same situation here, but there is one person who has been annihilating opponents left and right, 
until there was nothing left for her to do. Well, you know, I mean, she lost to Rhea, but whatever. Uh, and that's Shayna Baszler. Shayna Baszler is going to be the Clubber Lang, the Mr. T character in Rocky III uh, for Shayna's Rocky Balboa. Now, what we would need to have happen either in advance of Mania or even at Mania would be, of course, Clubber Lang beat Rocky Balboa. Shayna Baszler would, I think, maybe, like if it's a non-title, I don't know what, but she would have to tap out Becky Lynch at some match either between now and Mania or be that thing for Mania, and then Becky would have to spend a year or till SummerSlam yeah, or whatever. Yeah, I think that's the thing. Is getting is, back to it. Is that tap out happens at Mania. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, yeah, shocking Becky. Crisis of confidence. Yeah, that'd be a pretty big deal. Uh, that's what you want to do. You just follow the tempo for Rocky Three. Yeah. Except without the trainer dying because that was a real big bummer. I don't that was know a bummer. who could die in Becky's life the, in kayfabe. Oh, well, hopefully nobody. Right. Well, it was like Finn. Like, Finn was, like, her trainer way yeah, back when she of. started. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, you know, Shana can tap out Finn. <laughs> All right. All right. Anyways, yeah, Becky, uh, match against Becky is the right answer. Uh, just because Shayna lost or didn't win the Rumble uh, doesn't preclude her from getting involved in Mania, getting involved in a match with Becky. Uh, as we saw last night, Rocky Three seems to be the template. Pretty much everything Steve said uh, in complete agreement. Um, that being said, let's say for the uh, sake of discussion, uh, they changed their mind on that because Vince is, is, is often want to do that. What if he decides, I'm going to do Charlotte versus Becky again because I know that's going to be a great match and that's going to get eyeballs and generate buzz, so on and so forth. Um, so there probably wouldn't be a spot for Shayna at Mania because you got to assume it's going to be Bailey and Sasha and then Charlotte and Becky. So what would there be for Shayna? I guess it would just be remaining in NXT. I think that Christopher can be put at ease. I don't think that's going to happen. I doubt it's going to happen. Yeah. I think I, I would like to think that Vince would see the, the, the potential in having Shane the main roster. Uh, she's great. She's good on the mic. Her character works really good. She's good in the ring. She can put on really good matches. Plus, you get the added benefit of her being friends with Ronda Rousey. So if Ronda does come back at some point, um, you could add her to the story between Shayna or Becky, or you can build to a match between Shayna and Ronda. Mm-hmm. There's... Like the the storyline potential is 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 vast, and it all seemed like it'd be pretty good. Yeah, so. I agree, and I think I think that it seemingly a lot of the news coming out of the Rumble, a lot of the stuff Melter is saying or Sean Ross App is saying is that you know Drew was Heyman's pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people, you know, uh, keeping the U.S. title on Andrade at Raw was Heyman's idea. You know, uh, he does really seem to have. Seemingly, Vince's confidence mm-hmm. in in mapping out the foreseeable future, as long as Heyman sees value in Shayna, you would think that Vince would, yeah. would follow suit. Yeah. Next, Jacksonville's number one, Gion Halili. Hey there, friendos. This is Jacksonville's number one Matt Chatter, Gion Halili, back with another Matt Chat question. This week, I just want to know: uh, Was it <coughs> completely necessary? for Brock to eliminate the first half of the superstars in the Rumble. Um, Frankly, I think it played into a bigger story, but uh, I know that there are some who hated it. So it's not, it's more of an opinion, really. Let me know what you guys think uh, wasn't necessary for Brock to eliminate everybody like that. Uh, Yeah, not hating, just wanna know. All right, guys, uh, show's amazing. I love everything you guys do. Too sweet, too good, hearty handshake, all that. Later, guys. Thank you, Guillaume. Thank you, Guillaume. Uh, oh, I go, go first. first. You Man, go first. It's absent-minded today. Uh, absolutely. I, I, during the Rumble, I said this. I had, you know, uh, when we were doing predictions, I thought that uh, Brock was going to eliminate 
uh, somewhere into the teens, and that it all just depended on uh, who eliminated him that would that would make the payoff good or not. Um, we were worried that Cain Velasquez would be the man who eliminated him, and therefore the payoff wouldn't be that great because. I don't know. People, are people really that excited for another match between Kane and Brock, given how the one in Saudi Arabia went? No, I don't think I don't so. Think so. I don't Is think it going to so. move the needle in no. terms of bringing mainstream attention to the show? I don't nope. think so. Um, it just didn't seem like a compelling story. No. Now, when Drew comes in at 16 and kicks Brock Lesnar's head off and eliminates him, that's a payoff that's worth seeing Brock run through the first 13 people in the Rumble. Um and it worked wonderfully for me. If people got upset about it, that's probably the point of it. Mm-hmm. It's like you're getting so mad that Brock is running through it. And in the kayfabe sense where WB wants you to think this is all storyline, but also uh, uh, not, it's all about getting that reaction when Drew comes in and knocks him out of the ring. So whether you were buying into it strictly in the storyline sense or legitimately getting upset that Brock was going to be this guy, again, to bury the whole roster. Um, when Drew comes in and knocks him out of the ring, there's catharsis because of that. Whether you like Drew or not, whether you're into it strictly from the storyline sense or you're tired of Brock Lesnar burying everybody, mm-hmm. Drew coming in to do that was huge. Yeah. And it all built to that moment, and I think it was actually done really, really well. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that for me, the only, the only difference would have been if Kofi would have been the one to eliminate Brock at the start. Uh, like He comes out at number two and eliminates Brock. Because I think that would have been just a, a huge moment where you're immediately undercutting Brock. And so, number one, I love the story that was told. I thought it was great. And I think that long-term it makes sense. Um, I mean, ideally, sorry to cut you off. Uh, I understand why Ricochet was there to be the one that kicked Brock in the front area. If Kofi had been in that spot, that would have been pretty cool, too. Mm-hmm, yeah. That, yeah, have I Kofi agree. come in at, what, four whenever he yeah. entered the, the Rumble. Yeah. Have him last till 16 comes in. And, like, he's been beat to hell. Mm-hmm. Like, all that he really has left in him is to deliver that shot to yeah. Brock to make sure he's out. Yeah. I thought that had been pretty cool. That I could understand have been, with Ricochet, yeah, but, but I feel cool. like the Kofi story is, oh, yeah, has a lot more behind it than yeah. Ricochet getting tossed around the ring one time. I agree. I think that would have been cool, too. Um, but, yeah, if there was, if, if was going to be a number two that came in and immediately undercut Brock, I would have liked to have been oh, Kofi, definitely. not Kane. Definitely. Um, Velasquez. Uh, but, no, I thought it was booked to perfection. I think that everybody's reaction has, has validated it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Next question from The Enforcer, Stevie Bradley. Hey, friendos, it's The Enforcer here. Got a match at question, but it's kind of morbid. But um, as you know, last weekend, Kobe Bryant passed away in a a helicopter accident. Tragic. uh, An icon. Um, I'm just wondering, is there an equivalent in wrestling that would affect so many people in the business and beyond like Kobe did uh, to basketball and and to entertainment and all that. Um, I was thinking maybe Hogan, but Hogan's so far removed. Um, Cena, maybe? The Rock? I don't know, but who else would garner this sort of attention in a morbid way of passing away and then everyone just being shocked by it? Uh, so too sweet, hearty handshake, too good, me brother. All right, have a good one, man. Thank you, Stevie Bradley. Thank you, Enforcer. Of course, we were all in shock when we found out that uh, Laker Kobe Bryant uh, died in that helicopter crash. Um, I'll go first, uh, where we can talk about this a little bit. So my answer is John Cena. Yours is The Rock. Um, the Rock obviously has more reach than Cena, 
uh, it'd be probably more shocking in terms of mainstream coverage. Um, Cena is chronologically closer to wrestling, even though he hasn't wrestled in a year. Um, there's also, so like Kobe was basically still in the nascent phase of his second career, mm -hmm. you know, post basketball, mm -hmm. he won an Oscar. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think to make an analogy, kind of Cena still hasn't fully gotten his movie legs under him. Mm -hmm. I think things are going to change with the Fast and Furious for him. I think that's probably going to launch him maybe into rock status. Maybe. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think rock would be a, a, a bigger shock. Cena, it would be more of a, man, like what could he have done mm -hmm. really fully in the second level? Could he have attained the status mm -hmm. of rock? So it maybe be a bigger what if yeah. um, in terms of, man, he did everything there was to do in wrestling. What could he have done in the second in the second part of his career? Yeah, I mean, I I I, I lean towards the Rock just because. I'll put it this way. Sorry, hmm? I'll put it this way too. If the Rock died, they'd focus so much more on his Hollywood endeavors. If Cena died, to Stevie Bradley's question, who in the wrestling world they would focus a lot more on his wrestling endeavors? Yeah, probably, probably, um, probably maybe because it's thanks to his his work in in acting and stuff. I just feel like the Rock has probably been. Is more familiar in more households. Sure. Oh yeah. Than I John agree. Cena. Yeah, I agree. And so with that. you can make the argument that he's uh, touched a lot more lives potentially. Is there is do they have Q scores online? That I don't know. Um, and so the impact might be more vast. Mm -hmm. But you know, but the, yeah, it'd be a shock either way. Yeah. Uh, next, Joseph Bradham. Hey, Stephen Larson. So Matt chat question this week. Drew has won the Rumble, and it's awesome, but here's my question. If he could now challenge any champion in any promotion, who would each of you most want to see? All right, have an awesome day. See you guys later. Thank you, Joseph. Thank you, Joseph. Oh, I got to go first. So uh, this seems like the most fun match to me. Yeah. I want to see – no, I'm going to change my answer. At first, I put PCO. Yeah, That's man. The idea of, of Drew tossing around that, 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 that dude through tables – out of the ring with no pads. Yeah, man. That could be fun, but I thought about some more. Mm -hmm. Give me Drew versus Walter. Yeah, I was going to put Walter in there. Walter. I was gonna, but isn't that kind of like a step down? Uh, NXT UK is probably a step above a ring of honor. No, from Brock. Yeah, it is. But he wins answer. the Rumble. You get to challenge anybody you want. But unless you're going to do Japan, basically any answer is a step down. Mm. You know? Um, so uh, Not mine, man. My answer is a huge step up. I'm just thinking in terms of the, the match that I'd most want to see. The match would be the most fun to watch. Drew versus Walter would be an absolute blast. Um, no, I agree. And that's why I was about to put that one. But then I didn't because I was like, yeah, but okay. So let's see here. The Rock uh, has, has an average score of 51 on Google Trends. Mm. Uh, John Cena has an average score of 7. And Dwayne Johnson has an average score of 23. So right. clearly The Rock is, uh, is very popular. Anyways, uh, so I'm going to say Nick Aldis. I would love to see, uh, what's his face, Drew McIntyre. the national treasure, huh? Being interviewed by David Marquez, interacting with Eli Drake, uh, having his little 8x10 picture 
you know, slowly moving in the into the fire graphic. Into the fire. Uh, I think all that would be, and it'd be like a seven minute match mm-hmm. on NWA TV on Power. Power. It wouldn't even be at like their next pay per view on Power, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then he would win the the NWA title. There you go. It'd be good stuff. Uh, Ness got a question from. Did we? Oh, what? that's what I was gonna see. If what was it? Magnus. Magnus versus Drew Galloway. Oh, well, or an impact. Oh yeah. Jeff Hardy. Well, Jeff Hardy versus. Let's see here. Uh, Lashley. It was Mag- it was uh, Bram versus. So Bram, one of the members of Strictly Business. There you go. Thomas Lattimore. Took on Drew McIntyre. I feel like Magnus was out of, uh, out of the company by. Well, let's find out here. Who's the third man, brother? So when did he leave Impact? 2014. I don't think Drew got there till after that, was it? Uh, let's see here. Drew Galloway. Uh TNA 2015, yeah. So it was like a year later, a little bit later. Bummer. Dream match. Dream match. Walter and Drew might have had a match. Oh, that, that wouldn't surprise me at all. That actually happened. Well, Walter versus Mel Drew Gallup. Maybe not. So. Oh, he um, wants a Walter he match. He wants a Walter There match. you go. Wow. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Uh, next guy, question from Wayne Maker. Mm. Take it away, Wayne. Wayne Maker. Hello, Stephen Larson. Wayne Maker here. Now, with the Royal Rumble over, it seemed to me that it was a showcase of NXT and main roster top-tier talent with the mid-card floundering. Now, my question to you is, in that mid-card flounder, who would you like to see elevated to top-tier? And at the same time, in that top-tier, who would you like to see relegated to mid-card? Because I feel there's a lot of people that get a push that doesn't deserve it, and there's a lot of people that don't get a push who do deserve it. Over to you. Goodbye. Thank you, Wayne. Did he film that like in the middle of the night? 
He looks like he's about to like rob something. <laughs> Is he locked out of his house? Maybe. Anyways, so uh, if I read his question right, uh, like a mid-card talent that you'd like to see, I'm going to say this, man. So I'm not sure where this I, – I think that this undisputed prophecy is – hasn't even reached critical mass. I think that the undisputed tag – the undisputed era tag championships are going to be the next to go. Mm-hmm. They're probably going to go to the bruiser, the bruiser weights. Mm-hmm. And I think that – Adam Cole might, might keep his championship at Portland, but he's certainly going to lose it by the mania, Mm -hmm, Tampa. Tampa. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if he gets through Portland, it's probably going to be dangling by a thread. Is the, is the Broser, the, whoever wins the Dusty Classic, do they get their title shot in Portland? Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's when the tag titles are coming Mm -hmm. off. And then the final, the final straw is going to be him going to be losing at Tampa. At that point, it would be interesting to me to see Roderick Strong, who I do absolutely think is on par as a wrestler with Daniel Bryan and Johnny Gargano, the two guys in the company who I feel like the best wrestlers. Um, I think he's on par with them. I'd like to see them potentially try to elevate him into the main event of NXT. Um, I'm not sure how. I don't know what they can do. I think it's possible with the right creative. I kind of think that Gargano was able to land the main event spot without a whole ton of natural camera charisma. Um, I think he has a very affable, normal, like, you know, the very down to earth next, uh, you know, boy next door personality. And that helped get him over beyond besides like his just awesome wrestling ability. But I think you can do something with Roderick Strong. I don't know what it is necessarily uh, to elevate him in the main event scene. I think as a wrestler, he should be there. Okay. That's good. Um, I'm going to say Mustafa Ali. Um, at one point, they did see uh, the potential in him to elevate him into the main event. Yeah. Uh, however, uh, he got injured, mm-hmm. and they haven't really come back around to it whatsoever. Mm-hmm. The dude is fantastic in the ring, ton of natural charisma, good on the mic. Uh, all that pre-produced stuff that he does on his own is fantastic. Really good. Um, his story is great. Uh, I mean, it, seem, it just seems like this is a perfect, perfect underdog to put in the ring opposite, you know, a, a, a heel champion. This is the perfect guy. Yeah. Um, and I don't know why they haven't come back around to it yet. Maybe, hopefully they will. As far as someone who's the main event that shouldn't be is Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin. Baron Easy Corbin. answer. Baron Corbin. He should be somebody's henchman. Yeah, he should be. He totally should be. He'd be great as a henchman. Yeah. But he should be. Yeah, he should not be uh, in the A story on SmackDown, nope. which is what he is. Uh, next, a question from Rich. Friendos, Rich the Smash Bro here. Now, I want you to fantasy book WrestleMania with only title matches. That means no stupid celebrity appearances. No one gives a shit about them, let's be honest. No one cares about a celebrity having a spot at WrestleMania. No one gives a shit. So, with that being said, take all the title, all the top four titles on Raw, all the top four titles on SmackDown, throw the men's NXT title in there, throw the women's NXT championship on the WrestleMania card, Throw the Cruiserweight title on there if you want. Put Walter in WrestleMania with his UK title. The only exception, Edge can have his match because he's a special exception with what's going on. Other than that, book WrestleMania with only title matches. Two good brothers. Friendo Club. Thank you, Rich. Thank now, you, Rich. Uh, we did something uh, comparable to this on over on yesterday, Monday. Yeah. Uh, but we didn't include every title. Under the WWE umbrella, which we're going to do this time. I'll get started. I'll just run through these real quick. I changed mine up a little bit just to keep things fresh. 
I did a little bit too. So here we go. Uh, Brock versus Drew. Roman versus The Fiend. Becky versus Shayna. Sasha versus Bailey. Rhea versus Charlotte. Adam Cole versus Keith Lee. Um, New Day versus uh, Miz and John Morrison. Um, you got Seth and Buddy, still tag champs, taking on AOP, Viking Raiders, and uh, Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe. Uh, U.S. title ladder match. Uh, Andrade, Ray, uh, Umberto Carrillo, Ricochet, Aleister Black, Eric Rowan. Uh, Braun, who I think is going to win that Intercontinental title, uh, is going to take on Baron. Um, for the Cruiserweight title, give me Jordan Devlin versus uh, Angel Garza in a two out of three falls match. Ooh, I like that. I'm going to steal that one. Uh, Broserweights versus Revival. And then Walter versus Daniel Bryan. I'm going to say this, man. Um, all right. I like that. That's a great one. Walter versus Daniel Bryan. That's really terrific. I like that. So this is what I have. I've got The Fiend versus Kofi. I want to see Good. Kofi back in that main I event scene, man. That. There's an answer for you. Put Kofi back from the mid card back yes. in the main event scene. Yes. Uh, Drew versus Brock. That's already going to happen. That, that should happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're in the same. Rhea versus Charlotte. Becky versus Shayna. I've got Bailey versus Asuka. Asuka, I think, got a taste of the main event scene, of the title scene. She's going to then use those tag titles to start a feud on SmackDown with Fire and Desire just so she can get to that brand to take on Bailey. All right. I like that as an idea. Uh, I got the War Raiders versus AOP for the Raw tag titles. Uh, for the NXT tag titles and the SmackDown tag titles, you got Undisputed Era versus The Revival in a champion versus champion wow. showdown. Uh, I've got Edge versus Daniel Bryan as the Edge match. Uh, Nakamura versus Sami Zayn. Hopefully Sami Zayn at some point will be cleared for full wrestling contact. Mm -hmm. We saw this five years ago in NXT. I want to see it again for the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, Maybe Nakamura turns on Sami Zayn and somehow they make Sami Zayn an underdog again. Uh, Andrade versus Aleister Black for the U.S. title. Adam Cole versus Keith Lee. And then I'm going to say Jordan Devlin versus Rey Mysterio. That'd be good. How cool would it be now that Jordan Devlin has that title? Maybe loosen the reins a little bit. Make it traveling. I know it's, I know they've branded it the NXT Cruiserweight Championship literally days ago. Yeah. But uh, screw it. I want to see Rey Mysterio have a match with Jordan Devlin. That'd be great. That would be great. Uh, final video question from Stephen M. Hey, Bruno. Sorry I've missed the past few deadlines for the past few match chats. Now I'm going to try and keep my question current because I saw the recent podcast when you were talking about it. Now I'm recording this pre-Rumble and Raw so current as you'd want. But should the Freebird rule be enacted by Seth and his stable? And should we see it in the likes of AEW? Like when SU was wrestling, I was always wondering, would they not in, like incorporate the Freebird rule? Or is that going to be specific to WWE? Thanks. Too good, me brother. Thank you, Stephen M. Thank you, Stephen M. Good to have you back. Yes, good to have you back. Go ahead, Steve. No, I don't think they should free bird them. I think, so maybe with this one exception, uh, if Seth Rollins, if there is a reason that adds to his credibility as cult leader guy, why he would free bird them, for example if there was like a monster tag team that he was legitimately scared of. Let's say Braun and Walter ended up as a tag team somehow. Mm -hmm. And Seth was like, I want no point of that. Here, take these and and defend them so that Seth can then be a coward and get out of a match. Then I would say storyline-wise, that could make sense in terms of the Freebird rule. So I think you can leave that story convention open uh, for that reason. Yeah. But as a general, I'd say no. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd say no. Uh, unless situation like you describe, 
or a situation where the, your opponents are so beneath Seth that he's like, I don't want to deal with this. Here, AOP, go defend these for me. Uh, kind of prove your worth to me. Um, and then also, if somehow Seth and Buddy got themselves singles belts as well, then uh, I could see a circumstance, especially if it's a show where uh, all the titles are going to be on the line, like Clash of Champions has like, I don't want to wrestle twice. Here, AOP. Had to take care of my business for me. Once, if he, if he's, if he, if he is able to like use them to procure singles titles, maybe even just one for himself, and then he would take it away from Buddy and say, "Here, this is my gift upon you." You know, in a very Jesus manner, gives him to AOP, and Buddy's like, "Yeah, yeah." And then you get some stuff with him. Exactly. Yeah. Anything to further story? As a matter of course, no, though. Yeah, I don't think so. I uh, got a text question from Luis Ariza. With the return of Edge, would you guys rather see one more title run with returning superstars like Edge or MVP? Also, do you prefer the entrance Titantrons with their name on it like now when they used to do entire uh, uh, video packages like in the old days? Oh, give me the video yeah, package. Man. Those were the best. Yeah. I, you'd look forward to them. We'd like, man, yeah. Those were I don't want to see somebody's name just kind of tilt repeatedly like and that. And it's always it's so lazy. It's not interesting. It's so lazy. Remember when NXTs used to be really, really bad? Yeah. The Trons, they've gotten better. Charlotte had like literally, it was like a default font. That was terrible. Mm-hmm. It was like Ariel. Yeah. What do you about, uh, what about one more title run with re- returning superstars? I don't think MVP is really returning. No, I think he might just do some spot duty here and there. As far as Edge. Let's see if I can get this in the garbage can. If, there you go. If, uh, if he can deliver main event caliber matches, um, if the story's good, and it would lead to more eyeballs on the company and potentially more money. Yeah. I mean, he, he's proven his bona fides in the past. If, if he can prove that he's still, the, you know, 80% of the performer he was um, and still tell stories and there's an interesting story to be told. Sure. Um, yeah. I think that uh, one thing about Brock Lesnar having that title is that. I'm not really sure I want to see Edge face Brock Lesnar. It's kind of a scary proposition. Mm-hmm. Um, having Drew get that title, I feel like they can play a little looser with it, you mm-hmm. know? Like mm-hmm. when Seth had it. I just felt mm-hmm. like they, they can play a little And so I would love to see Drew get that title off Brock, and then, you know, maybe a year down the line when Edge has had a series of matches and he's been able to prove what you say, he's main event quality material, or at least he can put on matches that – are exciting enough to be considered main main event matches, uh, then have him challenge Drew Drew McIntyre. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. it'd be great. I think it'd be I think it'd be awesome. Yeah, I think it'd be really awesome. He looks like a million bucks, man. Yeah, man. He, he looks jacked. like time traveler, future Edge. It's pretty cool. You know, it's pretty rad. Yeah. Anyway. That's it. That's all we got for today. All right. If you guys want your uh, questions answered here on Matt Chat, then by all means, I remember you can do that. You remember where are you going? What are yeah. you doing? Uh, so you can do this on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash. Steven Larson, uh, yeah, we've got all sorts of great bonus content over there. Uh, five episodes of bonus content every single week right here uh, on the patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson. Took it home. You took it home? What'd you take home? Just don't worry about it. Just carry on. Okay, well, that's, Bye, the, that's the end of the show. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Bye, everybody. What's going on with you? What's going on with you lately? Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find 
people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today.